My original goal as an undergraduate was to become a composer. That was my goal. I wanted to be a professional composer. As I began looking at the realities of making money, I thought, you know, maybe I should have a backup plan here. For Michael Kosserock, that backup plan was statistics. A wise move for Michael, who's the William R. Keenan Jr. Distinguished Professor and Chair of the Department of Biostatistics at the UNC Gilling School of Global Public Health. He's also a professor in the Department of Statistics and Operations Research in the College of Arts and Sciences. Welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's official storytelling podcast. Right now, you're listening to Michael's favorite symphony, Beethoven's Fifth. On this episode of the podcast, Michael will share with us how he uses data to strike the right chords that will lead to better, more individualized healthcare. Precision medicine is the study of finding ways to be able to treat different individuals differently in a way that's best for them individually. So the goal of precision medicine is simply put, just trying to find the right treatment for the right people in a way that's reproducible and will work for a large population, meaning that I can come up with an algorithm that I can apply to a large population and it will figure out which persons, which individuals need which, which treatment. And the result of that is that on average, everybody's treated better because they're getting what they actually need individually. Precision medicine is a way to approach disease treatment and prevention. It's a relatively new term in healthcare but the concept has been a part of healthcare for many years. Throughout, actually for centuries, clinicians have always tried to give the treatment that a patient needed. They just didn't always have the information to know precisely how to do that. And so more recently, say in the last 10 or so years, we've looked at ways that we can use data to help us and design special types of clinical studies and clinical trials that can allow us to learn how to treat people differently in ways that will best meet their needs. And you could think of it as sort of just a natural evolution in medicine, clinical medicine. We've always wanted to do this. Clinical trials started around the mid-1900s, and that was a rigorous way to just check whether treatment worked or not. And that's still being used. And so it's kind of natural that we would try to ask the harder question next okay, now how do we figure out how to do this for everybody in ways that might be different for certain patients? We use precision medicine to start answering those questions. It involves biology, genetics, and other aspects of the lifestyle of each person. Michael applies precision medicine by looking at data. We now have some analytical tools, including machine learning, that allow us to identify subgroups in a way that's reproducible, in the old days, we would sometimes just try every possible subgroup in a data set. The problem with that is there's a very high probability that will lead to false discovery because random things just happen. For example, there's a correlation between the per capita cheese consumption in the United States and the number of people who died by becoming entangled in their bed sheets. But you don't need to worry about eating feta near your fitted sheet. Things that really don't make sense, but because there's so much data in the world, we can find these spurious relationships. The thing about old sort of traditional subgroup analysis is it tends to be not reliable because it tends to find spurious relationships. There have been some machine learning tools that have been developed and statistical analysis tools that are more reliable for now for, for this sort of thing. And we can actually uh, reliably figure out 
determine subgroups for getting the treatment from existing studies. We can also design studies better so we have more information to be able to figure that sort of thing out. So learning these sorts of developments in uh, statistics and clinical research have allowed us to do this. We've also been able to do better genomic, uh, genomics and other kinds of medicine that allow us to actually learn more about people and what causes the heterogeneity or the differences between people. And so I'm excited because there's a lot of evidence to suggest that this is really important. We're at the very early stages of the precision medicine revolution. And so I think we're at an exciting time just before things get really, really interesting in the area and we start really having a significant impact on human health. Another thing that excites Michael about precision medicine is getting to use it in clinical trials, like the one sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute that is trying to find better treatments for people with severe asthma. It's called the Precision Interventions for Severe and or Exacerbation-Prone Asthma Network, or PRECISE for short. The study was awarded to Carolina's Collaborative Studies Coordinating Center in 2017. So we're the coordinating center, and so we are responsible for finalizing the design of the study for protocol development in terms of the design of the study, how it will be analyzed, and a lot of other things that need to be done. Researchers from 30 sites across the country, Canada, and the United Kingdom, are involved in the study, which is trying to find better treatments for people with severe asthma. Anastasia Ivanova and Lisa LaVange, both from the Gilling School of Global Public Health, are among the principal researchers for the study. This is such a large study. We have to train the researchers at the various sites and how to collect the data so we can all adhere to the same protocol and do everything appropriately. And how to spot things like uh, adverse events and how to report them. We just had a few months ago, everybody come to Chapel Hill here to get some training on how to do this. We had to organize the training, put it together, plan it. And we'll be sort of providing, you could say, research administrative oversight. We don't make all the decisions about everything. That's what the steering committee primarily does. We have a lot of influence on the design, and we kind of have final say because design absolutely has to satisfy biostatistical good principles. For the study, Michael provides his expertise in precision medicine. My role is to assist with the precision medicine analysis. I've had input in the design of the study as well, because the design has to be consistent with our ability to do the analysis at the last stage. So I've been involved off and on in helping us frame this so that it can achieve the precision medicine goals. And I'm primarily in charge of the final precision medicine analysis at the end. The trial is a couple of months away from enrolling participants. It'll give 800 adults and children with severe asthma different types of treatments. Asthma is already a chronic disease with no known cure. It's really inconvenient for a lot of people. I have asthma. I don't have severe asthma, but I have asthma. But about 5 to 10% of people with asthma have a severe form that's extremely hard to treat. We don't know why they have it. It's just that it's very, very hard to treat. Basically, what we're looking for, I won't give the specific definition, but it boils down to asthma that's not well controlled by treatment. For example, mine is very well controlled by treatment. Patients who have low lung function even after treatment. So even after the treatment, they're still having a little trouble breathing. And often, the available treatments don't work really well for people with severe asthma. So the treatments they're trying aren't working that well. 
And the other thing that we see with severe patients, patients with severe asthma, is that they have to go to the doctor frequently, they're in an emergency room frequently, and they often have to miss work or school. Costly, debilitating, um, there are about 2.5 million Americans with this ailment. Clinicians are always trying to treat patients. Well, there are various things that the patients are getting very good care, and they're getting personalized care. It's just that in the choice of treatment, there isn't a lot of knowledge to use to how to decide what treatment to give in certain situations. We're trying to f- make that better. Clinicians have been using personalized medicine for centuries, and that's always the goal. We're just trying to have a data-driven approach that can further improve how well that process works. With this study, and with precision medicine, Michael thinks they'll do that. The study was designed to include precision medicine as a goal. In other studies, it's often been an afterthought, and that means it didn't always work so well. But we've done a lot of simulations and a lot of other calculations to verify that our approach has a high chance of succeeding. So it's an unusual kind of study where, as we learn data, we change the randomization so we can continue to better improve the study has more and more ability to figure out which patients to get which treatments. So by the end of the study, we can analyze our data and use that to get a pretty good idea of which treatments are working at all, and then for the ones that are working, which patients should get those treatments. Although he might not be a professional composer, by using precision medicine, Michael's still composing a symphony. He's just using different notes. There's a lot of precision and carefulness, and I will say that there's enough organizational and kind of mathematical thinking you do that it makes you sort of organized in the way you look at the world, and that does actually carry over pretty directly to research. Want to learn more about the Precise Study and other projects at the Collaborative Studies Coordinating Center? Visit their website, cscc.unc.edu. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode of Well Said, please send us a tweet at UNC or email us at wellsaid at unc.edu. You can find Well Said wherever you get podcasts. So we hope you'll subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you for listening to this episode of Well Said. See you next week.